We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy uh, joining us on the phone uh, and right now. And Chief, I tell you, uh, welcome to St. Louis. It's been a year now, and uh, we're thrilled we can finally get you on the radio this morning. Well, I'm happy to be here, Mark, and and it means a lot to be able to get the perspective out and have a conversation with you and to get a broader audience. Uh, so it's it's my honor and pleasure. So uh, I hope we can have a productive uh, call on this radio. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, let's let's talk about numbers. I, I saw you your crime numbers are down in the years since you've been here. That's a good trend. Um, let's talk about the policing numbers you're dealing with in your department. The last number I saw, sure you can update me on this, was about 890 active officers. Roughly half of those are probably on the street. Uh, how does that impact your ability? to fight crime because that's what three roughly 300 lower than than the than the department's budgeted for am i right on those numbers yeah you're pretty close but i might make a few corrections but if i could just start from the beginning yeah you talked about the crime numbers really uh when i walked into this police department over a year ago uh um, second time i'm the first outside chief so i evaluated the department one thing i can say uh these police officers tremendous police officers, men and women, also our civilian professional staff, because there's a few hundred uh, support professional staff that are getting the job done from 911 operators to the uh, to the city marshals, to our park rangers, to, to our, our crime analysts and everybody else supporting us in our roles. We can't forget about them. And then we got our commissioned police officers. Uh, I saw a lot of resiliency. I have seen a lot of great work that's being done under tremendous pressure that we've had. Uh, uh, in my 40-year career, taking a look at it in, in this time in policing. So, but your question, you, you led into it. How are we getting this done? Where every police department in the United States is down in personnel, and really, I like to talk, stay with a kind of steady number. All commissioned police officers. So, at the end of the year, we were around 937. And you're absolutely right. It's down from a few hundred where we were from a few years ago. Uh, it's not unique to St. Louis. Uh, I speak to every poli- a lot of police chiefs throughout the country, mid-sized, large cities, small small agencies, and we're all trying to see how we can get people back into this noble profession. We're really we were at the end of the year around 937 commissioned police officers, and once again, it's been down. Yes, there are challenges, and there's a couple of things that we're doing to address this and and with the help of the Department of Personnel, the mayor's support, the community support, uh, recruitment, retention, some of the universities and some of the things that we're doing that if you'd like me to get into it, uh, I kind of kind of went on a pretty 
good run there, but I, I kind of want to take a break there and just tell you, get into some of the ways that we're trying to address these things well, to see if we can bring this back up to budgeted strength. Chief, it seems like Mayor Jones really has, has called to defund the police. I know several members of the Board of Aldermen have called to defund the police. So a lot of people here in the city don't really seem to support kind of your efforts to obviously want to grow the department. And it also seems like the city has plenty of money. They're talking about how to spend this RAM settlement money. How big of a difference would it make for your department to have more funding to be able to hire more officers to patrol the streets? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, but you got to take a look at one thing. Uh, you know, going outside for the first time in, in the history of this police department, uh, if you look a little bit at my reputation, uh, you know, it's data-driven, uh, it's crime control strategist. Uh, if, you know, if this administration did not want to really take a hard look at reducing crime, I probably wouldn't be sitting in the seat speaking with you. So that's number one. Number two, uh, you know, the one thing that we were losing police officers is that when it comes to economics, that's huge. If if the surrounding municipalities and, and the county and the state are all paying more to, to their police officers, they can actually do a lateral transfer. And we were losing a lot of officers to other jurisdictions. So the one thing the mayor sitting down when I first got here well, we were in uh, collective bargaining agreement talks, and, you know, they were at an impasse. We opened things back up, talked to, talked with the union. Everybody came back to the table, and they got an historic raise that at least makes us competitive for starting salaries and then also uh, competitive for seasoned offices. And they have an economic – with an economic reopening this year, so I'm actually at the table with, with – uh, uh, with union representatives right now to talk about economics and other things and, and labor management uh, rules that we're all talking about. I think that's made a difference. Uh, first of all, we had four academic classes, two graduated last year. I got two in right now, and I got another one coming in. And we changed the business model, and we're working, we're working where we're putting academy classes in, not waiting six months, and we're getting the list immediately so we can stay competitive. And then secondly, uh, you know, a lot of these offices that left, 14 I've sworn back in this year, or actually in 2023, and, I'm, and I have a couple right now. So they wouldn't be coming back unless they see that things are changing here and the economics are there. And if, the, if morale was down, if you're not going to come back to a place that, that you wanted to leave if you're in another jurisdiction. So I think those are all promising signs, but you know what? We're still not keeping up with attrition. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard I've got friends who are police officers who've, and, and others who've observed and said, you know, when you've got staffing problems as you face and I'm sure you faced in other departments that you, where you've been chief. If you've got uh, only three or four officers in a precinct and because of flu or somebody's sick or whatever the case is and there's a shooting, they all get tied up on it. And then other calls can't be addressed unless you're bringing people in from other precincts. So that's got to be an ongoing challenge for you. Yeah, and, and you're going back to my NYPD days when you keep saying precincts. I have to be careful here. It's districts. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going with precincts, which is going to bring my other DNA in. But, you know, absolutely. But here's the thing. We have discretionary resources that are out here where we can move them around the city to support the districts if, some, if we have an influx or we have a patterns and trends and an uptick in crime. So, you know, i got to balance where we keep uh, men and women on patrol. And it's sometimes you're still the specialized units you're going to need. You're going to need domestic violence. You're going to need homicide detectives, mobile field force, anti-crime teams. And then if something like that happens, you know, the platoon command is going to know, is going to know when a shift starts. 
those things are those things happen in every place that I've been in. And then what we do, we can start to move some resources in that area that we make sure that we're handling the 911 calls in a timely manner. Yeah. And it also we're keeping the, the city safe. And then we can always, and this is nothing new, we can also keep individuals on from the prior shift to make sure that we got that covered. And I've been asked, well, if, then you don't need more offices. And I had to say this at some community meetings. Oh, no, no. At the end of the day, you, you do need more offices because I'm asking them to do this on overtime. And you want to make sure that your officers are getting the proper rest because we all know in any profession, if you start to get tired, that's when you start making mistakes. And that's not just in policing. That's a good point. Chief Robert Tracy, our guest from the city of St. Louis. So this is a question that I know the other members of the local media have asked as well. Fifteen months ago, there was the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts Academy. It was a tragedy. I hear there were a lot of heroic actions that day on the part of responding officers. Why hasn't that report been released? I mean, if there's nothing to hide, why not release the report and the video? Yeah, and you know what? And, and I watched that from the East Coast uh, uh, and, and watching you look at these situations that can happen anywhere in the United States. Tremendous, tremendous job. I watched a press conference. I watched uh, the timeline that was given out by my predecessor, uh, uh, the interim chief, uh, Mike Sachs. And, and I looked at everything that was done. And when I got here, I, I wanted to look a little deeper at exactly how they did it, how they responded. I spoke to some of the leaders that went in. And then we've had awards for this. We honored 600 people over to St. Louis University High School. Uh, I've been at different awards uh, ceremonies, and I've heard the heroics and, and what happened, and uh, to make sure that I can learn and the type of training they went through, that set them up to make sure that we can mitigate this in such a swift manner, where we've seen things happen uh, and down in Texas, you don't really want to keep honing on that, but a Department of Justice report came out that some things that weren't done right, and there was more loss of life that happened uh, down in Texas. Yeah, but Chief, I mean, the suspect is dead unless anybody else is going to be charged. Why not release the information? Yeah, well, you know, during an investigation, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, of video. And I'm bound by the Sunshine Law and, and things with closed records. Some of the things that we're doing is I have to have someone go over these tapes or they were going over them when I came here. And our internal affairs unit, they're looking at everything. they got to do written reports on this. And then they got to anonymize people in it. You're dealing with a school right now, and you're dealing with children, and you're dealing with laws as far as exposing that. And at the end of the day, uh, it's going to be coming out very shortly. How, uh, how, it's, how it's, soon do you think, Chief, would you anticipate that would be released? You know, when, I, when, I, when I say this, I get myself a little bit of trouble that if it's not on that date, I could say uh, – it's, it's getting close to a few more weeks and that depending on deal, and speaking with the families and being sensitive to trauma that's going to be brought back up and how we do this and when we put it out. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I have to be sensitive to my investigators that are doing this to make sure they're doing a proper investigation. Uh, I would like to love to have this out earlier, and that was my, that, those were my thoughts. But after speaking with uh, uh, my uh, internal affairs investigators who are going through this, we want it done right, and we want it done within the law. So this is really more of an exception why it's taking long, uh, but I hope to have it out in the next several weeks, and then everybody's going to be able to have it. Uh, obviously, there's some things that uh, you're going to see a lot of a lot of video. We're going to put things out, and then people can take well, what they need and probably put the outline again of what happened. So uh, I'm with you. I know a lot of people want to see this come out, and, and like you said, they're 
there's things and processes that I'm following within my new police department and in my state that I want to be respective to, respectful to, and I'm going to do that. And listen, a few more weeks in the timeline it's already happened. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I'm hoping everybody can be patient because then I get, we got to speak with the families and we got to speak with the school and we got to get everybody prepared for this because this is this is going to open up some trauma when these things are released. I, I think people are forgetting that on the other end. Yeah. Um, Chief Robert Tracy, listen, uh, we appreciate you giving us some time uh, this morning and we'd love to have you on again. Maybe after that, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Report comes out. Uh, I would love to, Mark, uh, I, and I would love to do this regularly with you. It would be my my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 